I believe with every fibre of my being that the course I have set out is the right one for our country and all our people. What has been achieved today is not Brexit. I don't believe this government has negotiated fairly or effectively. Brexit is a lose-lose situation. We have always followed the EU mandate. It is utterly unacceptable to anybody who believes in democracy. Hello and welcome to Brexit The Final Countdown. We hope you enjoyed your break from the B word um, as much as we did. We're working on the assumption that we're leaving the EU in on the 31st of October, which means we have 190 days to go. Um, and joining us this week as we count down is Express.co.uk video news editor Thomas Hunt. Hello. 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 And making a welcome return is Paul Baldwin, head of news. Hello. Hello. Uh, guys, we've got lots to get through. 1922 committee, EU elections, Anne Whittacombe, cross-party talks and PMQ. So let's begin. <laughs> So we're back after a nice Easter break, and so are the 1922 committee, causing all kinds of chaos for Theresa. Uh, last night, spent two hours deciding whether they could have the vote again. Does that sound familiar? Because they didn't like the outcome the first time. Um, and seeing whether we could oust her before December, which is obviously the 12-month grace period that she got after she won her vote of no confidence in December. Chaps, the irony is striking, no? Well, I think, first of all, I think we should... Um uh, just say to the MPs, I hope you had all had a marvellous Easter holiday because obviously taking 11 days off um, in the midst of the worst crisis Britain has faced since the Second World War, um, it makes. I mean, Theresa went walking in Wales and one wonders if walking in Wales will become the new fiddling when Rome burns. <laughs> oh, she's gone off walking in Wales. <laughs> she's obviously <laughs> abdicating all responsibility in the face of a massive crisis. Mm. Um, so I'm not sure that was good PR on anyone's part. Uh, but they were knackered no, at the end. I mean, everyone was exhausted. They oh, we're, were all just... knackered. we're all knackered. We're all exhausted with Brexit. <laughs> they get paid to man up and get on with it. But I, I actually got, and I feel a bit stupid about it now, but I actually got a bit excited on Monday thinking they're going to come back. We're going to have, they'll have made some plans. We'll have some people looking around saying, yep, yeah, this is it. And oh, no, we went into a room and they couldn't come out with a decision. So oh, no. it's been oh, well, you thought the 1922 committee were well, going to come back and be like, she's out, we're going to... I thought all sorts of... We had the, the exciting unveiling of the EU elections campaigns for the two new parties. Yes. We had the 1922 committee saying, sounding in the morning when they did the media round, that they had a plan that mm. Theresa May will be gone by the end of the week. We're going to change the rules. We've uh, we've come back. No. Uh, uh, I think to, uh, to use that marvellous French phrase, a plus a change, a plus a même chose. <laughs> it is. It is. We've been here before. We'll be here again. It is. Uh, on, the, on the surface, uh, yeah, this week, you're right, Tom, it has always all been about change and that we have uh, Change UK or whatever they're calling themselves at the moment, who were obviously giving new swathes of meaning to the phrase too little, too late. Um uh, and they don't want change at all. They want to remain. They want the status quo, which is also uh, slightly ironic. But then we've also got the Backbench 1922 committee, who, um, if we're to be believed, are about to change the entire rules of parliamentary democracy. While it's while we're playing the game, um, not even during the break. But, and, and, and the net result of all this change and change and change is that we are no nearer Brexit, and we won't be. No. 
until we leave without a deal on the 31st of October. So do we think the 1922 committee are not going to change their mind or change their rules? They will stick around or... They have promised. So they came out yesterday and said, we haven't reached a decision. So they've promised today a decision there, There's will a phrase we've not heard very much recently. <laughs> yeah. Um, we but know how, she feel, how they feel. Yeah. And yeah. the rumour that is that they will use a first-past-the-post voting system okay. uh, when it, if it comes to it. So they will have a vote on whether to change the rules and then whether to have a vote on... I, I don't Mary. get how... We've got time. We have the luxury of time, so time. I do not understand how uh, a group of MPs who think it's wrong to have a second referendum and change the rules think it's okay to change the rules of, of but their own 1922 uh, committee rules. It seems... We're post-irony, uh, aren't Yeah, we? we are. We really are. <laughs> and, and also, I mean, it seems that uh, Graham Brady will... Probably, who's the um, who's the boss? Basically, will probably have final say, and he seems to back May, despite mm. um, Nigel Evans running round in a right tiz yesterday, um, like a sort of one man whirling dervish. I saw his, um, uh, his his agenda of interviews for the day, and it seemed like the only person that didn't interview him was my mum. I think, um, <laughs> and but he did come up with a, a rather more quite a good phrase, which was that he was uh, accusing Mrs. May of breathing life into the uh, dead corpse of Nigel Farage. Uh, yeah. which, uh, there is some truth to that. Nigel was out of politics and he's now very, very much in the forefront of politics. I mean, we've had a few For returns to... We have had a few, <laughs> absolutely, yes. yes. Returns to centre stage. Um, so if not, to, if not Theresa May, then who will be welcoming Donald Trump to the UK in June when he arrives? If she's gone, who are, you, who are your runners and riders? I actually think we, I think Michael Gove is probably, he would be my uh, favourite because I think he has, whereas if you compare him to Boris Johnson since the referendum, whereas Boris went into foreign secretary role, which he did, as everyone pretty much agrees, pretty badly. Um, you've actually had Michael Gove who went back into the background and actually started coming up with some policies and working his way he then got into the environment in a big way <laughs> and apparently set about he held a, a weekly meeting so he told mps to come to him with any issues and he would seek in terms of environment and he would seek to help them and their constituents mm -hmm. and he has probably built through that built a back so has people in support who will turn and say actually Michael over the last two years has had my back or helped me with this whereas Boris I don't think has the support he might have the the public yeah there's, a, there's some interesting factor. polls on conservative poll he gets twice as many votes as his nearest rival Dominic Raab yeah uh, go in third place, and then you have to go all the way down to the fifth place to find a remainer, Jeremy Hunt, who only I, gets 6%. I think um, it's impossible to know the real internal machinations of the uh, Conservative Party, but um, Boris would seem to be the only candidate at this point for my money. I, I can't see anyone. All the, the, all issue, the, rest seem... the issue being that they do need, although we like to say that it's the members who vote, the Tory MPs will decide whether to put them through they for will, that vote. Okay. Like, and I, I, I don't think Boris... I say that the internal machinations, you, you might be right, and Gove might be an entirely reasonable candidate, but uh, I still think Boris will walk it. Well, and he's great friends with Trump, isn't he? They, they had a bit of a love-in last summer, didn't they? So that makes sense. On that note, you could we could turn around and have the someone, so similarly to Labour, who felt, oh, this is a very boring set of possible leaders. Mm. Let's throw Jeremy Corbyn in the mix just to spice things up. 
and you think who could the Tories who could they Throw possibly in. and yeah it, they could could they draft someone completely left field left that you field. think this and so why isn't Sajid Javid coming up in any of these polls I thought we were all ready for the what, they, what does he call himself the, the Saj aren't we all ready for that the, the point I think we're all kind of um, or, or, or maybe it's so obvious more stating it is that it doesn't really matter it's almost certainly too late to save Brexit in any useful form. Whoever's in charge, whoever's at the helm, mm. it's that ship has sailed. So we'll just stick with what we've got. Well, I, I, you know, <laughs> to make that call for my money, Theresa will go um, probably sooner rather than later, I suspect. Uh, certainly this side of June the 30th, I think. But it, it doesn't matter because it's, it's unsalvageable at this point. Well, you We're say that, but kicking over the the ashes of a of a once quite good idea. But she could go a little nuclear, couldn't she? And she could introduce the WAB, the Withdrawal Act bill, which she's kind of said that she would do. She could do it before the EU elections, and it could force minds. And we and we could be out still without having to field all these the superb candidates that we've got, especially in the southwest. Of it's England. entirely possible, and that is like the nuclear option. Yeah, it would be unpredictable, May, not her usual style. All these things. Uh, you know, brave, unpredictable. These are not uh, adjectives we necessarily associate. But what about desperate associate. and running out of time? Desperate and running out of time, <laughs> for sure. But it is it is the nuclear option because if it, if they um, if it is voted down, which is highly likely to be, mm. she's out and Brexit is dead in the water. Mm. Thomas, what do you think? The she, that is her up. It, she has to go through these. Be seen to be going through these labour. We've got to try and not we explain get what to the, the what the withdrawal agreement is. Yeah. Uh, Over to you. <laughs> well, I, see, I see you put your notes there. Well, you? it, it's, it's basically the piece of law that enables uh, Britain to, to to leave Europe. The actual yeah. piece of law. Her current and it's her parts. current her it's, current highly unpopular. It's Article Fifty put into British law, basically. Yeah. So uh, it is last. It, it's it's a piece of law that has to be passed for Brexit to happen. But obviously, all the all the things, all the machinations that are going in now are to get make sure that Parliament. Uh, is on side for uh, the vote when mm. it comes and at the moment they're not so why, why she should bring that in there is an argument that it may focus well, you know, make some MPs realise we're not playing games and, and this is it yeah um, well it would mean that we wouldn't have to field candidates in the EU elections and the irony that we're about to now send a whole bunch of MEPs to an institution that we two years ago voted to leave is not escaping many people is it so it would be a, it would be a way for us to not do that one can only begin to imagine the turnout at that non-election. Why would you waste <laughs> half an hour of your day to partake in an election that? Has I think it's going to be no mad. I think it's going to be a big festival of democracy. It, I think it'll be a comedy election. I actually, it might already be one. I actually disagree okay. purely because I I see. I actually think the whole second referendum we need another vote on Brexit. Mm. This is it. Yeah, this is they, we have we have de facto come into a situation where we have a Remain vote or a Brexit vote. Forget Labour and Tories sort of sitting on the, mm. this or that. Or they, There are now, as of yesterday, two very clear, you either vote, and there's no no one's voting for their local leisure centre to get EU funded. It's, this is down purely to Brexit, Remain or Leave, yeah. and we have the Leave. It's it's the exact same. You, you go along and you, you either vote Brexit party or you vote 
Change UK. Remain and then, co- what, are we, what are they? A Remain Alliance. And then, if and it then was a, that's it. And then yeah. we will be quoted. Whatever happens, if, if the polls are correct, we will be given all by the Brexiteers will turn around and they'll say, oh, we won 42% or 32% if of the vote. We legitimate, got the majority. If it was a legitimate poll, uh, yeah, I'd agree. But it's not. It's, it's a poll with absolutely no meaning because we will leave at some point. It's It's... it's it's pointless, and so thus the the ter- it's, it it negates the entire thing because people like me are thinking who've never missed the chance to vote in their entire lives are thinking do, really this this do I want to be part of this this laughing stock this um, affront to democracy I don't know if I do so you so you think sort of mainstream voters and mainstream parties lose out but it is just the fringes of this debate that will be I think the same people will say what am I doing walking down to a polling booth for a to, I'm voting for Rachel Johnson. That's Which what I'm doing. Never. Or that nice guy from <laughs> Newsnight, or Anne Widdicombe. The, but it's, it, there is a very clear if, yeah, same reason people at the referendum. Lots of people now say, "Oh, I was going to vote in the referendum, but I, I didn't think it was really going to be a, a big thing. I thought it was going to remain was going to win." But it was a big thing, win. and that was their failing. And I agree with you that a lot of people thought, "Oh, I never thought it was going to happen," but. Um, and, but it was made it very plain that that's exactly what was going to happen. Whereas the results of this election are so pointless and nebulous. Are they going to mean anything? You know, it's it's a massive affront to the voter, to, to, to democracy. But they're pointless to the point that if, if we're in until October and then if, as predicted, we extend again, we could very well have a year of Farage with a rather large group yeah. of MEP who Claire Fox, Lance Foreman, I mean, the great and the good. Are doing everything they possibly can, have various platforms, because he has been quite shrewd in how mm. he's gone about picking candidates. And they could have all sorts of platforms, be it on the left, the right, TV, radio, business, and they could actually kick up quite a stink and a fuss. I agree, until but we this, get- this is a vote we should never, we voted to not have. And and the, for some reason we now have to bail out the um, a government which just was incapable of carrying out the wishes of the voters in the last three years. It's just it's just, it is just it's just insulting. It's horrible. It's like being, you know, like the government spitting in our faces. It's awful. <laughs> so you, so you're going to spoil your ballot or just I'm, turning up? I haven't quite decided yet. But the the idea of me partaking in this massive affront to democracy mm. um, fills me with horror at the moment, I've got to say. But this, is, this no. is your chance to tell them again, isn't it? That's your that's the slogan of your people. Tell us again, remind us what you want, isn't it? This um, is like, like to Thomas's point, just tell them, keep telling them. To say that it's some sort of de facto second referendum is, is uh, a dangerous game to play because it isn't that, it's mm. not that. And to say it has become that is... Um, it's a dangerous game to play because the, the parties who are will figure uh, largely in this election would not figure particularly largely in a proper second referendum, should one ever happen. I mean, it is, it, it, it is chaotic and I mean, the, the line-up of people are, is like a terrible I'm a celeb, isn't it? It, it at the totally moment? is, it, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it adds more comedy to an already laughable situation well, and what, what is going on in the, in the Johnson household around the dinner they're table they're like the new Miliband the what is going well, on yeah well, they're, they're coming like the political Kardashians they no. are <laughs> oh, <they're laughs> just... hashtag hello 
<laughs> now we can put that in the metadata. You're right, they are just like the political Kardashians. Um, what, what about Anne Widdicombe, though? A welcome return to frontline politics from... Um, from her. Uh, she announced it in our great organ she this did morning. It was the, what do we think about that? Of the Express. Yeah. Uh, I think Anne has got a knack of um, being a kind of British every woman. Um, and I think mm. a lot of people have respect for that. She's quite um, straightforward, outspoken, a um, little bit Marmite. I think, you know, kind of lover or hater. But she's, uh, she does sound when she's speaking a bit like everyone's gran. I think. <laughs> um, yeah. Common I, sense, down the line, I, not especially partisan. Well, what? No, not, not, not. Well, I suppose not now. Not partisan in, in towing the party line. No, not anymore. Is what I mean. She's, she's massively, um, you know, a, a, a British conservative. Yeah. But um, she has no massive political ambitions, I don't think. No, well, she says, I I was content with my rural idyll on Dartmoor with the fun of my annual pantomime appearances. And it's the pantomime appearances, which is obviously going to figure large. She loads more when she starts going to the EU Parliament. But (laughs) I think the the Anne Widdicombe bit plays into my arguments about these EU elections because she has, and, and the fact that Labour and Tory will just are not going to be Cancel have a look at it yeah. because yeah. people yeah. Why because would you she waste your time? she has been a Tory party member for 55 years this isn't a on a whim just no. I've just decided no. to she she has been at the core of everything Tory throughout Thatcher throughout all of mm. this and, that. and we are now at the point where if if she is moving across and she has seen that this is something to campaign for I really think that we are in for the next sort of however long, however three four weeks yeah. are are going to be they'll, they'll be hugely interesting with, and and yeah packed with intrigue and news thankfully um, but for me the the bottom line doesn't move it it's a it's a non-election it's an election which shouldn't happen and has no legitimacy as far as I'm concerned and and I think as far as a lot of voters will be concerned they'll just say why. Uh, three years ago, I voted to not have this election. Why on earth am I expected to take part in this election just because you incompetent bunch of... I can't, I can't say nice. We're a PG podcast, remember? So, so it's an indicative yes. vote for the people. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I don't think it is because it has no legitimacy. If it was a proper second referendum, you know, uh, for good or ill, we'd know exactly what we're voting for. Here, we're not. We're, we're kind of making things up and filling in the gaps. For the politicians, and that's not a way to do politics, and it's not a way to do democracy. But that was the bit with the indicative votes; they were non-binding, so it, they they handed them. So to the maybe MPs. something needs to bind a they, bit more. They now. had a, a a say apparently, which is what they wanted. We have a whole group of people saying the whole message has has moved. People now want to remain. People, the large majority, and are backing staying in the European Union. And I think this is the perfect chance for people to turn around and say. Is that true or is that not? And we and we will have the exact it, it, figures, are, that, and we will have yeah, exactly, exactly aligned with uh, Anne Widdicombe. Then, <laughs> he often is, though, isn't he? That's, <laughs> I, I just read a bit from her, from a uh, from a comment in the in the Express today, which is that uh, yes, we are. Well, she, she obviously says that Britain is laughing stock, and we all know that already. But this is a kind of Tom's point, I think, that we are not helpless in the face of it all. I should perhaps put my Anne Widdicombe voice Yeah, do you have a voice? (laughs) We are not helpless in the face of it all. Uh, This is because it is in our power to deliver politicians a seismic shock. 
If Labour loses its heartlands and the Conservatives their shires in the forthcoming Euro elections, then individual MPs may start fearing the consequences of their actions. Which I think is sort of what you're saying. I think... Yeah. I do. I think the... There was... The Tories have a decision. Theresa May has her nuclear button that she can press with the withdrawal, but the Tories also have a decision as to where they see themselves in 10, 15, 20 years' time. And are they going to move to try and, almost like Labour moved left, are they going to move further right to try and capture? And will they, in the meantime, then pick up a whole bunch of northern former Labour voters who are angry about Brexit or who see that as the way forward. Mm. But will they do that at the detriment of losing certain areas around London? Yeah, or cuddly conservatives. Uh, yeah. But I feel like we're kind of missing the bigger picture again here. The outcome of this election, this laughable election, is kind of interesting but irrelevant because whatever the outcome is, doesn't get us anywhere nearer to Brexit. But it's it would be indicative of the kind of Brexit that the country wants and then we would know whether we need to pivot and do something softer or whether we just crash, sorry, and pursue a harder but, but exit. The it's, point it's, is that we still have to go to Europe and say, we want this. And then we'll say, and we'll say well, well, we've had a sort of indicative vote, you know. You know. <laughs> and they'll say, yeah, right, okay. Like but if they the, have been doing all of them. But, but if they can, then, if we can say to Europe and this is more likely to pass and then this sorry mess is over, maybe they would be more inclined to listen to take our indicative... I see no reason why anyone in, with their entrenched positions on either side of the channel will move or should move. It's just not going to happen. But if if this causes... So if Theresa May goes, we have a Tory... Uh, so say in terms of a time frame, if, if May elections are held, Tory leadership election in early June, that leadership election dependent on how the Tories if the Tories have done as badly as rumoured then that leadership election will throw up a couple of people really trying to drag the Tories in a different direction and I think you could then dependent on how well or badly they have done in, Bre- in the Brexit party have done they can turn around to the EU and say look we have now a team of 90 MEPs who all want nothing more than to not ever make this trip to Brussels mm. ever again. Just let's let's start this process and give us something again. that we can... Not well, the, the, I, I, I they will turn around in October. So if we have a new leader, they will obviously come with a, probably not the same red lines that Theresa May has gone back over time and again. Yeah. They will probably arrive and but say... But we're, we're back again. Um, you know, the, 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 the roundabout carousels come full circle we're still back in the position where the red lines are the red lines because it's brexit you shift the red lines you get a customs union it's not brexit we're just we're back in the same the same arguments that we've been having and having and having and um it hasn't shifted whoever's whatever the changes of you know shifting the deck chairs on the titanic the position of the eu will not change and we can we can change our position and we'll say yes to a customs union or whatever, but that's we can have that argument now. It doesn't matter who's in charge. The argument is most of us didn't vote, didn't vote to have a customs union. We had, we we voted to have a clear Brexit. But do you not think mm. if if someone gets in that has slightly moved the the, the Tory party to the right and they're saying they because they could well get in and appeal to the members by saying I'm going to install No Deal Brexit. We're going to get this through vote for me now and let's and 
and off the back of saying, look how many people voted for the Brexit party. This is what the people want. Nigel Farage was clear that Brexit vote for the Brexit party means this and we can turn around and they'll use it as a as a stick to say I'm just, this I'm is just not sure that uh, a change of of personnel matters one iota I really don't uh, everyone's positions politically are entrenched the eu has not shifted one in, one inch or 2.54 centimeters uh, or whatever it is and um I don't see them shifting. They have to make us look bad, and they're doing spectacularly bad at that, uh, spectacularly well at that. Yeah, we're you doing know? a good job of looking quite bad as well, though. Well, we, we absolutely are. You know, I was in Madrid. Um, over yeah, tell Easter, us about right? Madrid. And it was interesting. My my brothers lived there for twenty years, and I've got um, three Spanish nephews. Um, and he was saying, and um, uh, that he when he when he went to Spain first, he said it was amazing because you'd walk into a room and. When people found out you were British, you would be a foot taller than anyone else in the room. It was just they were kind of in awe of the Britishness of of you know of whoever the person was and and, and the kind of the sense of decency and fair play and and all the cl- all the cliches that, that went with it. Yeah. He said, and this is this, you know my brother's a working class kid. He's not a Reese Mogg you know wannabe or anything like that. But he just said it was palpably true. You know, and he said. It took 300 years to build up that reputation, and it's been spaffed away, his words, uh, in three years. And we are now at the laughing stock. And he says, you walk into a room now, and everyone just says, oh, how is your Brexit going? <laughs> how is your Brexit working out for you? And, yeah. and I spoke to a lot of um, Spanish people in various bars, and they were just openly mocking. It was, you know, it was, um, I mean, lovely people, but they just... Well, yeah, they can mock us. Can't you're they? insane. Yeah. What are you doing? You know, and uh, and and that that sense that uh, we were this kind of once proud nation that was gone completely. You know? do, is there any? How do we pivot back to that once to the proud again nation? Is it by just admitting that we can't do that we can't really do this and that we're going to stay with it, or do we kind of cut alarm off and crash out of? Well, the EU it's something like, about crashing out, right? No, sorry, I know just, you don't like just, that. I don't. The, I don't the it's a pejorative term, and you know. It, leaving of can, our own We can just leave volition. of our own volition, absolutely. Yes. And then we have to make sure it works. We have to make mm. sure it works. And I still think, um, you know, like, surely MPs on all sides of the House realise there's enough talent and skill and graft and um, everything else that you need to build a nation here. And we, we can do it. It'll be difficult, but we can do it. I think the nation's been built. I'm not, sure <laughs> not sure it needs building, Paul. Yeah, well, you take, you take my point. It's, yeah. This idea that we leave the EU and somewhere we crumble into third world, you know, but, status is just and that's it's just not true. That was partly the point I was making. That the I from the very beginning I thought that Brexit wasn't going to happen or be a success unless everyone united and got behind it. We needed the very people who have spent every waking moment since the referendum trying to overturn the decision to have said oh actually okay the people voted we all said this is a once in a lifetime this is happening now I'm going to try and do my utmost to make this a success Mm. to make leaving the European Union the best thing we can do I now see the only way that can happen would be for a similar thing of Theresa May to press the nuclear button and say right we're leaving We'll go for a no deal. And then the, the same argument, if, if the p- same people then, if the, like, Alistair Campbell spent the same time going into the new European and saying, oh, we're going to go back in while 
issues were arising left, right and centre, then I think everyone would lose all sorts of respect for that they had for any of them and say, actually, you need to pull behind and we need to unite to... But that's a, that's, a, that's a big flaw with Theresa May's approach to this has been there, is that there wasn't much reaching out across the aisle. She, as a, like, she tried we, we to appeal to little bits appeal to of... to the bits or, rather yeah. than the message of, like, let's just come together. It's, it should have been cross-party party talks from the beginning, you know. Yeah, and we're absolutely. now a divided podcast, let alone a divided nation. But again, we? we found that um, vested interest and personal ambition uh, were put before the best interests of the country again on like this both podcast. sides of yeah. the house yeah you know uh, i mean corbyn um, his policy of having absolutely no policy should in normal circumstances have left him a destroyed politician it served but him quite no well one, it served him brilliantly <laughs> well the, the Tory party become this circular firing squad mm. all he needs to do is stand back and at some point somebody will hand him the keys to number 10 by default mm. why would he change that why would he do anything to upset that particular apple cart well that just just the final thing to discuss was the cross-party talks i mean are they just dead ducks in the water is that the phrase a dead duck we we discussed before about how how both would try to come out of this yeah. looking as if... And I think Labour have managed to find the one thing... Well, not the one thing, but they've managed to find something that sounds like it could be easily and readily available, but they know for a fact Theresa May can't agree to it. Mm-hmm. So, they just, so they've turned around and said that the, they want their bespoke customs union arrangement. Yeah. And Theresa May can't be seen to say, having had it as one of her red lines and gone on and on. So she want, is wanting to work around the edges... And they've gone in knowing that she can't agree. So this, for however long we're going to keep this pantomime up of going I mean, in and, and out and saying, Absolutely. let's, yeah. let's, yeah. we're having discussions with, and we see. Yesterday, the, they couldn't even agree on what time to meet. <laughs> if you can't agree on what time to meet, how are you going to uh, you yeah. know, agree on a mass, the, the major political um, D- issue of our time? Yeah. The, the most yeah. interesting reports so far from these talks have been what they've been eating. Yeah, absolutely. What are they apparently, scoffing? Well, apparently, onion barges was the, Lovely. the most recent. Uh, well, the, of course, the, the, the <laughs> plural. Like, how many barges do you have in a sitting? Good grief! The next thing is that um, I think Chris Grayling thinks that these talks are making the Tory party uh, look a little in, in, be seen in a bad light. There's a man who can't see the wood for the yeah. trees. Hang on, maybe yeah. that's our left field. <laughs> oh my gosh, Chris Grayling! <laughs> he could be the guy. Do you think that someone could in? say, actually, I'm going to just back Chris Grayling, but in the thought that he might get a, something right. It'd be it the equivalent be of spoiling your Tory ballads. But actually, <laughs> yeah. suddenly Chris Grayling oh sweeps in. But I mean, Keir Starmer's there. He can't even agree on a, um, a, a policy with his own no. leader. So how on earth he's going to agree with the leader from across the other side of the house? It's just it's. It, Bewildering, absolutely yeah. bewildering. Just love awkward silences as they chow yeah, down absolutely. on them. And of course now, um, the, the the move from Cabinet yesterday is, can you stop talking to Labour and start talking to the DUP again? Like, there's going to be any movement Well, the confidence there. supplies up, isn't it, pretty soon? So it's probably time that we plug another billion quid into <laughs> that very yeah. healthy relationship. <laughs> Which like presumably, who knows, <laughs> maybe that's something of the thought process. Who knows? <laughs> politics being politics and yeah. all, you know. Okay, so where will we be in a week's time? Will anything have changed? Do you feel like there's more pace this t- this side of Easter? I was going to say, we, we're yet to get started, I think, in t- earnest Early regarding days. Brexit. I think everything will be around what Farage and his various... I think he's going on a tour of the country. Yeah, we're in Clacton today, aren't we? So we are going to have sound bites and comments from him and from Change UK, the independent group party thing. 
Yeah, um, remain, every, remain as alliance. <laughs> every and that that will drive. I think actually, Theresa May will want to just hide behind what is going on. Yeah, I until I, I made a little to do list for for Theresa, okay. and um, all you know, all she has to do in the next week or two is uh, convince the EU to reopen a treaty. It insists, and has always insisted, it's now closed. Conduct a full renegotiation with Michel Michel Barnier, get that new deal signed off at the EU Council Summit, push it through the Commons, get it signed off there, and then pass all necessary legislation to deliver Brexit. And uh, there's not much much to ask. She's she's left herself 29 (laughs) days to do that. She can do it. I'm sure she can do that. Oh, good grief. So this time next week, we'll we'll be... um, Pretty much where we are now. Yeah. Only more annoyed. You're getting very annoyed, I can tell. Um, Chaps, thank you very much. Thomas, any final thoughts? No, no, no. It was just set and we might have some new candidates. Oh, my God. Yeah, I hope that these random people from, like, various walks of life keep appearing. Um, I have a final thought. This is a reminder to our loyal listeners that if you haven't already, to please vote for Brexit The Final Countdown in the Listener's Choice category for the British Podcast Awards. It would be quite something to win an award and snatch a victory from our competitors um, as the voice of the 52%. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. So please do do that if you haven't on their website. Um, And chaps, I will see you again to have the same podcast next week. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Brexit The Final Countdown. If you like what you heard, make sure you click subscribe. And if you really enjoyed it, you could always leave us a review.